community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. What's up? It's Friday. You made it to the weekend. I'm Adam Montiel. Thank you so much for being up and Adam. Uh, clouds today. Temps even a little warmer than yesterday, though. Upper 60s. Lows. They have been chilly, though. Freezing in Paso. 32. Low to mid 40s. And yes, rain is on the way. We'll talk about it in our lo-fi headlines. We got a significant amount of rain starting likely at the end of the weekend. Coming up, jam-packed show for a Friday, Erica A. Stewart. She is the mayor of the city of San Luis Obispo. It'll be fun to have her on the show for the first time. Also, Jolie got some great holiday gift ideas. We've been checking in with Jolie each Friday, and I think we just got one more after today before Christmas. Got to get some of your holiday shopping done at the general store. Also, a little bit of audio from Zoo to you. We had, today was going to be the finale. Let me tell you how sad I am about this. We have a lemur. A baby bobcat, and all the pictures in the video is going to make the Insta, but a king snake. And she's going to talk about all these animals. And as she's holding the lemur, and I don't find this out till later because we're doing this outside, the lemur shuts off her mic. So we have, they have a capuchin monkey that calls 911 and a lemur that calls off interviews and just straight shuts off her mic mid-interview. And so we got about three, four minutes of lemur talk, and they are super fascinating animals. So we do have a little bit of zoo to you on today's show, but a lot going on. Even a call from my dad, or should I call it a call out from my dad in our lo-fi headlines. But first, mucho thank yous to McClintock's, the place to be since 1973. 50 years, the steakhouse, the saloon. They got a happy hour from four to six that is rocking. I say get a Manhattan. It's Friday. Go get a Manhattan and do it with that McClintock's Recipe 15. That is a Maker's Mark whiskey exclusively created in a collab for the family at McClintock's. Of course, the FMC Beans, they'll be on shelves early next year. McClintock's.com for more. And when you go there and you get water poured on your head, you're overdosing on onion rings, or get a drink at the bar, whoever you chat with, make sure you let them know you heard it here on Up and Adam. All right, let's go. Friday version, lo-fi headlines. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. Okay, rain is on the way. It's been sunny. It's been warm. Warm winter, sometimes like spring, summer weather. It's been here for a while, but a new storm is on the way in San Luis Obispo County, and it could definitely pack a punch. Starting late Sunday, lasting through Thursday, perhaps. A cold front weather system expected to come to the county, bringing moisture, cold temperatures, and a bunch of rain. We're talking maybe three to six inches. John Lindsay was saying we could get three plus inches in just 24 hours. So do all the things. What a perfect way to end the year, right? With the beginning of the year, uh, all through January, February, just all that rain we got. I think it started like last December, right around now. So I just know that Georgie absolutely hates going potty when it's wet outside the rain. He just vetoes it. He stands in the doorframe and just goes, uh-uh, nope. And then when he walks, he like walks all day. He just hates it. He hates the water on his on his pads, on his water coming down. It's just, man, getting a dog to pee in the rain is just such a pain in the ass. But look, we need it. We'll take it. And Georgie, go more potty. 
All right. The other day, I did a uh, story on how having a cat. <laughs> this is funny because, look, I notoriously, and I've said this on the air a bunch, and I haven't gotten a lot of, you know, feedback. Apparently, uh, cat owners they they take it in stride, and you know, I'm not I'm not the biggest cat person, you know. So when this article came out that you're twice as likely to get schizophrenia when you have a cat, you know. It was kind of a chip in the old crazy cat person story bin, and, you know, I, I took it and ran with it. Well, my dad does not like that. He says, Adam, there's 46 <laughs> kids on the phone. There's 46, 47 million people with cats. Can't say things that are going to offend them. So my dad wanted to get on the phone, and or I really wanted him to get on the phone with me and tell me what uh, about cats. So you can call our first correction. I don't really know if it's a correction, but it was definitely something that my dad, you know, minorly took me to task for when I was chatting with him after he heard my my cat schizophrenia story. Opa, you there? Hi, Opa. Hi. So we got direct flights from Vegas to San Luis Obispo now. I heard that on your podcast, cool. Oh, you heard that? That's good, you were listening. I did. Oh, cool. Yeah, I listen all the time. You could fly right into San Luis Obispo, L-A-S to S-B-P. Oh, it's L-A-X? No, 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 L-A-S. Isn't that what they call Las Vegas, the, the airport code? Oh, yeah, LAS, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, to SBP. That's our code. Okay. All right, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to dial that in quickly. You wanted to you wanted to take me to task about something I said about cats the other day. What did I say that you took offense to? <laughs> well, I just heard you mentioning, you know, that, uh, that condition that you read, you know, which sounded like a very precise and concise um, opinion on cats. You know, that some people <clears throat> who have cats can be crazy well this, this was the story the story was that you are double you are double the risk of having or getting schizophrenia from having a cat because of this bacteria that is found in like their their bodily fluids their poop things like that so yeah i forgot the name of the of the bacteria yeah. or whatever it was but yes you're double the chance of getting schizophrenia yeah and you know i think you did mention that it's like a parasite that could um occur if cats you know maybe eat prey outside or something like that and they could capture that parasite oh so, but I, then I was thinking, well, cats in our family were very important, especially with grandma. Do you remember my mom's cat, Pepe? Oh, I remember Pepe, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she certainly had no mental condition other than just being happy and loving her cat, and he gave her so much love. And, you know, she looked like into her 90s because of the cat just was such good company and just gave her so much pleasure. So do you think I was too hard on cat people? I, I, I may have called them crazy. <laughs> Well, I think you made them. You probably had to question themselves. Am I going to go nuts having my poor cat here? I don't know, you know. So, it's a little so I thought I would just mention it. I mean, cause cat, you know, and then I, I researched how many people in the country have cats. It's like 46 million households have cats. So that's a lot of people in this country. And, and I'm sure they love their cats just as much as, you know, people love dogs. And mm. I mean, they're, they're great, you know home pet for sure so you worried so, that i might be offending you know cat owners and that would turn them off to the podcast no i, I don't point. think i think you i think you you know you presented a report something that you read and it was interesting definitely but i thought that um i could have been a little maybe it's here. like yeah like a lot okay. of people say crazy cat crazy cat people and then i thought of my mom she wasn't a crazy cat person but she was crazy for cats that's you know true. so maybe that's a difference that's fair so yeah, hey, so um, I'll tell you this yeah. too. That's a good point. All right, I apologize for what I said about cat people. Um, listen to this. I had remember when you called me out for not having a microwave? <laughs> yes. 
Oh, I didn't call you out. I just, I didn't call. You. I just mentioned that because when I stay at your house, yeah, but you mentioned it. You, there. you made a point to mention that because it's very much an inconvenience when you come here and don't have a microwave. Well, only because you know sometimes the microwave is important just for heating up leftovers or maybe reheating a cup of coffee in the morning. Sure. But I mean, you're not going to cook in it. A lot of people don't cook in it. You know, there's other ways of cooking that is just as you know, it's better, but a microwave is definitely, you know, it's an advantage to have for doing quick heat ups and stuff like that, especially for leftovers. So. Okay, so uh, one of my favorite winemakers, a guy named Josh Clapper, he has Tambor Winery. He's just down the road. He's in the Lobro neighborhood too. He um, okay. he's heard you call me out for not having a microwave, and he said he's going to sponsor my microwave, and he's going to purchase a microwave for the house and anytime i refer to it i will call it the timber winery microwave and it's it's wow. gonna happen yeah oh cool all right well, that's awesome he even gave oh, me cool. a pretty favorable he a favorable amount like he said i could go up to like you know a couple hundred bucks i mean i found a microwave that has an air fryer hope you're cool with that josh i love it wow so oh, next gee, time you visit amazing. Next time you visit, Dad, you can thank Josh Clapper from Tambor Winery that you will have a microwave here now. Okay, I definitely will. I mean, we'll pour a nice glass of wine and give him a toast. That's great to have friends like that. Awesome. I know. He's a, he's a great guy. All right. Oh, so I wanted to let you correct me here for if you felt I was a little hard on cat people. I apologize for that. Uh, no, no, I mean, it's not a correction. You know, maybe you could just, along with your story, just mention that, you know, there are people that are crazy for cats and they love them. And it's just, but yeah, we love cats. We love dogs. All right. I love you, Opa. Thank you so much. Okay. Talk to you later. I love you. Up and Adams, Lo-Fi Headlines. Okay, there we go. Some quick Lo-Fi Headlines and a call from Dad. Coming up, Joe Lee from the General Store Paso with some holiday gift ideas. Also, our final chat with Zoo to You ahead of their big event, their wild holiday event happening tomorrow. First, she is the mayor of San Luis Obispo. Got to meet up with her, have some lunch with Erica A. Stewart. Erica, it is great to have you on. Thank you for being up and Adam. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. How many phones do you have? Two. <laughs> is, there, is there a mayor? I have the mayor phone, of course, for city council and for city business. And then I have my own personal phone. Um, Cal Poly, I just use my personal phone. So what is, which one's your mayor phone? Um, the one that's just plain and boring and like institutional looking like. <laughs> and then we've got the E with leopard print. For oh, there you go. <laughs> little pizzazz, little style. So when you have, uh, are they both like always on? Are you always, are you like literally texting here and there on each one or how does it work? Yeah, I have both of them on all the time because, you know, if there's an emergency, I need to be able to know right away so I can see the text. But I don't check the email unless it's on my lunchtime or on the, you know, the before work or after work. Every now and then though, you you need a bio break. So I might go check my email real quick. What number do I have when I text you where I don't even know? Oh, you have both. I think you've texted me on both before. Oh, really? Okay. Mainly my personal. Okay. Yeah. So much fun to catch up with you. Look at this first time on the podcast, too. I know. I'm so excited on the podcast. And weren't you like 36 in your first week? It debuted. The first episode debuted at 36, shot to 26. And we're just kind of we're riding it out. I mean, it's been pretty exciting since the very beginning. I had no idea. But it's been just like, it's been quite a ride. 
That's so cool. I mean, the shows, Adam, that everyone loves you. They've loved hearing your Up and Adam radio show. And I'm so excited that you're continuing to do something similar because I was like, where are we going to listen to? Where are we going to hear Adam? So really exciting. I mean, of course, I love the Cork Dorks too. But well, there will be wine content coming. Okay, okay. We have a new thing. I just can't call it the Cork Dorks because I don't want to get sued. Even though it was like I edited the show, I booked the show, I did all the things for the show, and Jeremy and I did the show together. They, But I don't know. It's their name. So yeah. we'll call it something different. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But I'm <laughs> excited for the wine content to come uh, early 24. I have some fun stuff lined up. Awesome. So, okay, um, we're going to talk about so many different things. There's so many changes oh. that you're going into, which I think is exciting. Yes. But first, everyone is talking about the parking. That city council meeting, that must have been brutal. Tell, take me into like <laughs> listening to everybody and how it all went down. Well, it was pretty intense. No, no doubt about that. I have to say, though, I love seeing community engagement, whether it was the parklets and getting 7,000 responses on our surveys or the hundreds of people that showed up, whether it was in person right in our council room or right next door in the overflow or on Zoom or later watching on YouTube, the social media surveys. There was a lot of community engagement. And to me, even though it's kind of challenging to hear people when they're trying to attack you and be really upset about what what you've decided or what you might be deciding... The fact that they're engaging shows this is an important issue for people, and I think that is what matters the most, is I want to hear people's engagement. I think the decision to try to help our businesses was the most important thing. I was a business owner many years ago. I had my own wholesale baking business, and then now we ha- we own a florist shop with another, uh, my husband and I, with another partner. And... I get it. A business is worried about how do we get customers into their door, whether it's their online door or their in-person door. And I get that. Um, One of the challenges I heard a lot, though, was about the two-hour parking and the maximum and the concern around that. The funny thing is, like, 30 years ago, this two-hour max was because employees were parking in uh, the curbs right in front of them all day long or during their entire shift. They wanted that turnover. So that has been an interesting part. But we were able to uh, get that free structure parking for that free one hour back. And I think that was one of the most important things is it was confusing the gateless. Some people like the gateless. They figured it out. That's awesome. Some people love technology. That is so cool. And I do love the app. It was so easy. And now you can extend for an extra hour. So that was, that was pretty intense. Um, we had well over an hour and a half of public comment. We actually had to take it down from three minutes to two minutes of public comment just so we could get through as many people as possible. Well, literally everyone um, that was in the room and on Zoom. And I think that was the most important thing was to hear from our community. And we had letters, we had emails, all sorts of things. And being a community member here, I mean, you and, you know, Shay will go out and into town and have bites here and there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when some of these people are up there and, you know, vary with a lot of fervent, See, being like, hey, this is what I'm feeling and thinking and yada, yada, yada. I mean, is does that, do those moments, I mean, obviously you're strong enough to deal with this, but do those moments hurt? Are they like, oh, is it frustrating? Like, what are those, when you when you personalize, like, dude, I, I go to your, I go to your place. Like, I love your yeah. spot. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you kind of rationalize all these feelings? Yeah, that is hard sometimes. I mean, there was definitely someone who came and spoke that I was disappointed in the um, very kind of personal attacking to the city council because it's a place I've gone 
for years and really enjoy going. And I did see them later at an event, and it was that, like, kind of awkward, hi, yeah. hi, <laughs> you know, kind of moment. And But in the end, I love their product, and um, I'm hoping that, you know, when we have these one-on-one conversations, it's actually pretty normal, but I think people get in front of a crowd, and they're really worked up, there's a lot of passion, there's a lot of performance from some people, and... It is what it is, you know. I I I knew coming into this that I'm going to get people at their worst and their best moments, and um, that's part of the process. Where do we stand right now with parking? I know there's been some kind of savings and discounts with the holidays. Yeah. How does it look? So we have the 12 days of free parking, and that started on Thanksgiving Day. So every single Sunday from now through June 30th, 2025, Sundays are free in the structures. So I think that's really important is we are trying to make sure that we help structures be available for people to park for free as much as possible. So we have our one hour free parking that's in all three of the structures, but when we make parking free on the street, that's when you get into that point where someone's just gonna park their their car there for eight hours and then you don't have someone coming and going as the business owner. So I think that's really important to remember is that is the goal. So in April, we will have the parking rate study. They are looking at all of the parking rates in our town, in other places, what are different other options around parking so we can help with the revenue and the expenses and really make sure that we are looking at all options to help our business owners and our community be able to park in a way that works for everybody as best as possible. At the same time, it's a small business of its own parking. It's a little enterprise fund that it has to, the revenues and expenses have to match up. We are looking at every aspect of that parking fund right now and every aspect of the parking services and saying, does this all match up? Is it really all parking or is there something that can come from another fund? So we're looking at all of these options. So from now on, from now through June 30th, 2025, in the structures, one hour free, all of the structures and all of the Sundays free. Do you ever just like, and have you ever since becoming mayor, you know, you were appointed the first round and then you ran for election and got elected. Did you ever just like kick off your shoes or like even just go hug your husband and just be like, why did I freaking do this? (laughs) There are some days. I mean, we, you know, we all hate to say the word COVID, I think, but I mean, those first, that first year was tough. It was really tough and constantly trying to figure out how, how to manage and help this community in the best way possible be safe or safer, whether it came to public health, whether it comes to walking and riding and getting around our town in a multimodal way. I would love to see public transportation improved. I wanted to see more frequency, more different um, size vehicles, and let's make this happen. Let's help seniors. And I still am wanting to push all of that. And it takes so much longer because there are so many complicated rules and regulations. And that just makes me sometimes a little bit deflated of, I want to make this change and help the community. And I can't do it quick enough. Yeah. And that's... Uh, a lot of bureaucratic stuff, things, you know, red yeah. tape, or just things take a long time in processes like this. Yeah, red tape. And also the fact that often people don't want to sit and actually just be curious and figure out why is this thing happening? And so when I have a conversation one-on-one with someone or even a small group, we can actually have a conversation that's very human and respectful and agree to disagree. 
But when it's a big room full of people like that, no one's really trying to listen. They're just trying to share their point, and that's yeah. it. So you've had a lot of changes recently. One, you are moving roles in Cal Poly from where you were working at the health center to now you're going to be an instructor. Yes, I'm excited. I'm going to be a lecturer starting next month, and I will be teaching a public speaking course to freshmen, or mainly freshmen, I should say, a 101 course. So I'm really excited about that. I hope it goes well, and they bring me back in spring. And then we, I, I'm saying goodbye also the first week of January to the health center. So that'll be a big change. That should be really fun. You have to like use me for something. I w- I'd love to come in there. Yes, guest lecture along the le- with the lecture. That sounds so funny. Yeah. Guest lecture. <laughs> I think that'll be a blast. That would be so much fun. Congrats on that. I think that's going to be great. And you and your husband, and like you said with another partner, you opened a flower shop. Yes, we are thrilled to be able to continue the 75 years of Albert's Florist. We're over on Monterey Street, uh, 1357 Monterey Street, across from my fix-it. And um, the past owners have owned it for 43 years, the last 43 of the 75. And so we are hoping to continue it for many years to come. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, I have not been able to be in the shop as much because I'm still working 30 hours for Cal Poly, but I'm definitely coming in and right in the beginning or right at the end of the day, um, coming in at lunch sometimes to get, drop off an errand um, or um, coming in on the weekends. And so that's been, uh, it's been spread a little thin, but I'm looking forward to next month when we can kind of balance everything a little bit better. What are some things that have happened like within the new business? Because I mean, you're a small business owner now again. So it's like some things that may have happened that you're like, oh, I wasn't quite ready for this in a flower shop. (laughs) Well, I mean, just today, I tell you, we had the power go out. So I walked in and I thought, well, that's weird. Someone turned off the Christmas lights. That's okay. And then I went in and everything was out. I was trying to turn the computers on, looking at the cooler, and I was in a big panic because... All your flowers can go soggy, go, oh. Yeah. Yes, we just had a huge, huge order come in yesterday, but luckily it was only out for a half hour. I am so thankful. PG&E had said it was going to be out for until uh, like one fifteen, like for four or five hours, and so I was really nervous. But it worked out, which is good. Um, you know, we're working on staffing, and that's been a lot of fun, learning new people, learning some of the older um, or previous employees. So it's been a lot of fun. Cool. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I guess you're going to be slammed for what, like all the flower holidays, right? Valentine's right. Day. Valentine, or, you know, of course, Christmas coming up, uh, Valentine's. Um, Mother's Day. Mother's Day, of course, uh, Easter. So really excited to help people celebrate their fun moments and also their challenging moments. We do sympathy flowers, of course, for funerals and memorials and um, just happy to be here for the family. Albert's Florist. Albert's Florist at 1357 Monterey Street. Also, you can look at us online, albertsflorist.com. Most of our orders really are online or on the phone. What are some of the hot flowers? Have you, has your favorite flower changed since you started owning a flower shop? We like dahlias at home. Oh, dahlias are beautiful, especially the burgundy dahlias we had recently. Gorgeous. You know, I do love a peony. They're beautiful flowers. And I really didn't really love Birds of Paradise before, but seeing them in our arrangements, awesome. Beautiful. Can Shay ever get you flowers anymore? It's just like too, it's just too cheesy now. <laughs> His joke is that he doesn't buy me arrangements anymore. He just bought me a flower shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's the, actually works, but for now, it's fine. <laughs> 
Uh, Erica Stewart here. She's the mayor of San Luis Obispo, also a part owner of this uh, Albert's Florist that is on Monterey. And she is a soon-to-be lecturer for Cal Poly. Pretty exciting stuff. Well, I know we're going to be working with the city a lot with Eat Local Bonus and also the um, Restaurant Week. So we'll have to have you back on to when we start talking and ramping up for that because I would love to chat with you on that. I would love to do that. I'm so thrilled that we were able to give some more money from the council for economic development to help our businesses and especially restaurants during January. Everyone kind of like finishes all their celebrations and their holidays and they're now going to eat really healthy and do dry January and then our restaurants are still needing business. So really exciting to be able to help people. You spend $100 at a restaurant, you're going to get that $25 gift card. And you're going out and buy, you're not asking for these gift cards from the businesses, you're buying them. Absolutely. The city has put money aside to purchase from our local restaurants. And that really has just been an add-on from the Buy Local bonus program that we've had during the holidays. From Thanksgiving to December 24th or whenever it sells out, we can do this for all of our local businesses. And it's really trying to help small businesses buy local, shop local. Yeah, it's really cool to like see the city from the inside and like working with Molly Kano and Jackie and like these ladies are just so smart and so driven and really do care about the business and I feel sometimes when there are frustrations, and I've had them too, you've known I've taken on, you know, the, the, you're the, the person who was here before you in the seat. So it's like, you know, we could be vocal about our disagreements and stuff, but when you get a chance to really see from the inside the way the city is operating and how much these people really do care for their community and for the business owners, you know, I, I've just been really enjoying working with Molly and yeah. uh, Jackie and everybody there and, you know, and, and always love working with you and stuff. So I think it's really cool to kind of appreciate it with that lens from the inside, and I'm, I'm happy to be working with them, you know, when that comes up next uh, next month. That is awesome. I love them too. We are so lucky. We have so many great staff and it's funny, there used to be a time where people, it was a very contentious experience between council and staff. And, you know, there are moments that, you know, mistakes are made or things happen, but realistically, everyone that is there cares about their job. They care about the city. They care about this community. And we have to know that we're all human. We make mistakes, but what do we do after that moment? We learn and we grow and we make things better. And that's what we're all working on at the county, I'm sorry, at the council, at city council, and at the city staff. Everyone's looking at how do we help improve this community. Okay, so we're going to have you back on when we will chat Eat Local Bonus and um, Restaurant Week, which is, I believe, the 12th and 21st and then of January. And then we will talk about when I will be a guest lecturer at your class. Very cool. Yes. And we will talk about... How how I'm going to get some dahlias for Lady I Fancy from Albert's Florist. That would be perfect. I would love it. You know I used to own a bakery, so I think some perfect pairing with maybe a, a cocktail and a dessert or a glass of wine <laughs> dessert. That'd be fabulous. And really supporting our restaurants. And thank you. We'd love to have you come into Albert's Florist. You know, we, if you order by 2.30 that day, we can even deliver to you since you're in the city. And we do deliver throughout the whole county, which is great. And then, you know, truly, would love to have you in early February when we can get everyone kind of settled in the class first and then have you come in and talk about public speaking. How fun. It was so much fun to talk with you, Erica. Thanks so much for being up and Adam. I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a great holiday season, Adam. I just love her laugh. I love her laugh so much. And when you get to see her smile when she laughs, it's just it's just so good. Lots of changes for Erica. Broke some news here. That's pretty exciting. I think she's going to be a great 
lecture to a great instructor at Cal Poly. Good for her. And the flower shop, so much fun. Lady I Fancy, one of her dreams. And uh, if I do my life right, I want to buy her a flower shop one day. I just see the way she organizes flowers. And sometimes I'll go to Trader Joe's and just buy her a bunch of like randos just to watch her put them together because she's so good at it and she loves doing it. So I can't imagine how much fun Erica and her folks over there are having owning Albert's florist, owning a flower shop. Let's do this. Good for you guys. All right. Coming up our chat with Lisa Jackson, zoo to you. That is next. First, Jolie from the general store Paso. She has been good enough to check in with us each Friday with some great holiday gift ideas. Jolie, thank you so much for being up and at Thank you. It's going great. Um, I don't know. What time is it? It's almost noon and you're probably not supposed to eat peanut butter pretzels before you go on the radio (laughs) or on a podcast, but I just did. And I'm drinking a Diet Coke and no one needs to know any of that. Is it crazy? This is what's going on right now. How is everything going on at the store? It's so great. I mean, we're not going to complain. It's just wonderful. And we get such a range of requests and people coming through the door and people we recognize who come in every year and um, it's really, it's soul filling, but it's also like, ah, it's like things come out of your mouth that you don't expect to come out of your mouth ever. Oh, sorry. There's the phone. <laughs> one of my favorite things to do, to one of my favorite things to do with you is to just pepper you with uh, the different kinds of people that we are perhaps buying for. You are so good. It's almost like a parlor trick. You could just, you know, exactly what in the store would be perfect for them. And I've talked about this with, you know, about you guys in that you could take anybody and make any kind of basket at any price. And it's so easy to do. Oh, I need to shop for someone. Man, you're I, I, really I 35 bucks. Yeah, no, here we go. You ready? So, um, and this is not even so much a basket. This is just one or two little things that you would get for, okay, the first person. Oh, and can I, wait, can I clarify something about a basket, Adam? Yeah, go ahead. A lot of times people come in and they want, they say they want a basket and what they really want is just a collection of little goodies. Yeah. Sometimes the, the idea that it's a basket, that it has to go in a container, you have to pay for the container and all that, it makes it a little bit intimidating. So we usually encourage people to put it in one of our bags and then think of it as just like a collection of little goodies and that takes that pressure of like i'm putting together a basket which i can't tell you how many people walk in and they just have this look in their face like this is the worst part of my day having to put together a basket i'm so glad you said that i would just say just say collection of little goodies or something all right but okay we're buying a gift for a boss go ahead okay i'm in the storage room right now i'm looking around i am always a fan of especially with someone that you work for um giving them something that they can eat and that they can share with people, not giving them a thing, you know, stuff. So I would say we have these great giddy up nuts, spiced rosemary, garlic, buffalo. Those are great. I would probably pair those with some of our Mrs. B's honey mustard and some of our locally made pretzels, his little snack thing. And of course you have to throw in something sweet. And I'm gonna say one of our, I'm not gonna say Paso Almond Brittle, let's go with a Dick Taylor chocolate bar. Okay. In the milk chocolate, because that's more accessible than dark. A person, a person who has just everything. A person who's already got it all. Okay. Well, first of all, I will say, if they really truly do have it all, the thing you could probably do, I'm a terrible salesperson, but I'm going to say you could write them a, a nice card to make a donation in their name. Not a donation to us, but obviously a donation <laughs> to somebody, something that they believe in. If they truly do have everything. If you wanted to give them a gesture, a gift, I'm a big fan of something handmade that they can't find anywhere else. Sabrina Cruz, I think you know Sabrina. She yeah. used to own Jack Creek Cellars, incredibly involved with Must Charities, one of the founders. She's an incredible potter, and I'm holding in my hand one of her votives 
and they are little, you know, I don't know, a little bit bigger than a tumbler, short, and they have little holes poked in them. You put a little votive in there. It's gorgeous, and it's not a seasonal thing, but it definitely could look like it was holiday. And that is something that's soulful and handmade, and I would get them that. Think of a man who's just a tough buy. Maybe it's because they're not easily impressed. Maybe it's like a, a grandpa or maybe like, you know, a dad. Just a, a guy who's not always easy to buy for. Okay, I'm laughing about that because I was just informed that my nickname here at the general store now is Dad. That I'm the dad because I'm always like, turn, turn the air conditioner off. And like, I'm not, I'm not as much fun as everyone else. So someone like me, a dad, I'm going to say... This is for a specific kind of person. We have these books and they're called The Field Guide to Dumb Birds of North America. And there's another one that is The Field Guide to Dumb Birds of the Whole Stupid World. <laughs> and these books are, if I read them, I can't read them because some of them are not appropriate. <laughs> and I'm looking at them right now and they, they're they so absurd and they're so funny. And I can't read any of them on are, are the they air. Real? Is, it like, is it talking about real birds in there? Well, it's so. Um, it's like a satire. Fifty annoying birds that you can avoid in the future, and that's all I'm going to say. They are <laughs> they're actual illustrations of birds like the eastern kingbutt, who's <laughs> I can't even tell you. I can't read anymore right. because it's not cool. But <laughs> any person who picks up this book, this book stands there and laughs at it for like two or three minutes. I love it. And that's to us is always a sign that it's a win. Okay. And then they hand it around and if you're at you know, holiday dinner you can hand it around and everyone's laughing. So. Okay, last one. White elephant. Okay, my favorite white elephant is our leather fly swatter. And that sounds weird, but what we love about it is it's very useful and unique and handmade, but it's also it can be perceived as a little bit naughty. And so some people really love that and kind of run with it. So when you people unwrap it, they're like, ooh, it's a flat it's a fly swatter or whatever it is. Yeah. So we love that. <laughs> that so and cool. that is the rated cheat version of it, but that's definitely um, a popular one. Right. And we love this guy who makes those fly swatters. They're leather, they're not that icky plastic. He's a, a leather worker in the Midwest who we just like call him, leave a voicemail, and then they magically appear. No That's computer, so cool. no online order. He's just a great guy. Get so your, there you go. Uh, get your holiday shopping done with the ladies of the General Store, 12th Street, across from the park, downtown Paso, at General Store Paso on Insta. Follow them. You can even go to their website, generalstorepr.com. Jolie, you are so good at that. I can't wait to see you soon. Thank you for all the help that you are involved in right now your elves with our breaking and entering christmas love you love you love you thank you love you too thank you so much adam what you're doing is amazing and happy holidays we'll see you soon i love what you said about the baskets too i'm glad she cleared that up that's jolie from the general store paso all right before we get into zoo to you want to thank our friends at dow who have been uh, giving us our community uncorked or breaking and entering christmas and more it is gift giving season and why not give the gift of Paso Robles wine this holiday? Dow Vineyards, great gifts, great gifts for clients, especially someone who loves tasting. These tasting packs, you can go the estate selection, the reserves, even a 15, 16, 17 vertical of their Soul of a Line, which is an incredible wine. Great for checking out a lot of wines without having to buy many bottles. Come in little ML vessels, they're ready to go. Check out DowVineyards.com for more and some uh, fun news about Dow Vineyards next week coming up on the show. All right, zoo to you, Lisa Jackson. 
She had been here all week. We have met, gosh, what was the our first day? The two-toed sloth. Yesterday, the barred owl. There was also a king snake. We're going to hear about the lemur a little bit. And the, the reason why the lemur interview is only like three, four minutes long is because the lemur straight cut her mic off. She was running one of those road go mics right in like her V zipper, right? It was this kind of clip there. And the, the lemurs are climbing all over. And it, it's not even like a baby. When the ba- when you're hanging onto a baby that's all moving around, it's like mainly their hands just touching and grabbing and pulling. This thing is like, you know, you got the feet, the hands are all over the place. It's upside down. It's got like human hands. Things wild, literally. So it just at some point cuts off her mic. And that is where that interview will end today. But we do have a little bit of time here with our friend Lisa Jackson from Zoo to You and a lemur from Madagascar. This is a lemur. Everyone knows that long tail, that furry black and white, those eyes, right? Who is this, Lisa? This is Peeves. He's about a 10-year-old black and white rough lemur. Where Where are these from normally? You know, the only place that you can find any kind of lemur is on that island of Madagascar, just off of Africa, that third largest island. uh, And that's where you find about 100 different kinds of lemurs. 100 different kinds, wow. At the event, you're going to see Peeves, his brother Casper, two black and whites. But we also have a red rough lemur. Um, we have two facilities, so the other. Sometimes we try to put all of our other lemurs uh, together because they're very social. So we have ringtails, but they're at our other facility. Okay, let's ask about. Let's talk about lemurs. First of all, these things—they're so interesting looking. Tails are almost as long as a scarf. The fingers and the, that, the, like the digits, yeah. they look just like humans. They got fingernails that look a and lot like thumbs. humans, and the and posable thumbs, and then these 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 palms that have a lot of dexterity to them. Well, these guys live their whole life up in the trees, up in the canopy, 30, 40 feet high up in the canopy, and they've got to hang on whether they're sleeping, whatever they're doing. Uh, they just leap kind of recklessly. If you ever watch them in the wild, they're leaping, uh, and then just some part of their body's going to be able to hold on. Now, this tail isn't used at all. It's not like a monkey tail. These are prosimian. They're not as advanced as a monkey. So that tail is not prehensile. It's not holding. It's not going to hold them up. They're not going to swing from it. Right. Nope. You're you're never going to see that. But what you will see is them trying to get a girlfriend with it. Really? Oh, yeah. And he's been lately, he's been making that noise a lot. He'll get all vocal. He'll make a big booming sound and that tail gets crazy, very animated. It starts waving around? Starts waving around. Yep. And then he calls all the girls over, and then the girls say, oh, you've got the cutest tail. I like you the best. And then do, uh, what do the ladies do with their tail? You know, they don't really. They don't really show it off like that? Nope, they don't show it off. It's a boy thing. Kind of like a peacock thing. It is like a peacock thing. Wow. And then in the wild, what are these eating a lot of, uh, because they're in the trees, are they eating a lot of insects and leaves or what? They do. Uh, This particular one is mainly a fruitivore. This one eats mainly fruit in the wild, but there are a lot of lemurs that will even eat things like eggs and birds. Now, how do we get, you know, these are only in Madagascar, how do we get so many lemurs? How does Zoo do you get lemurs? That's a really good question because people can't really understand. I, when you meet some of my animals, they're from all over the globe. How did we get them? How well, did we get just kangaroos, like we got, right? Yeah. yeah, well, pet trade. Yeah. So when you've got states that all have different rules about what's legal to have there, people might go to Las Vegas think that it, oh, you know, that's the cutest little monkey I've ever seen. I'm going to buy that monkey and I'm going to bring it back home. I'm going to sneak it across the border. Well, when the monkey's tiny and it's a little baby, easy to do. They bring it in here. They either get caught. Uh, neighbors are good at turning their uh, 
their neighbors in about, hey, I yeah. think there's a monkey over there. Because they don't like all the sounds and all the craziness going on, probably. That's it. You can't keep them. This guy's loud. Yeah. You're not going to be able to hide that noise. Right. And then you've got that. Um, and then sometimes people go as far as hiding them in their house, which we just got some monkeys. Uh, Root's mom and dad, in fact, were in this situation. They were being hidden in the house, so they never got sunlight. Okay, so we got a little bit of lemur talk, and then the lemur climbing all over Lisa turns her microphone off. So she's wearing, I have these Road Go mics, and they're little squares that just clip onto you. And one was clipped right in the middle of her shirt. And for a while, you know, the last two days, we've been talking animals in the mic, you know, had some issues, a little echoiness because it's moving around and stuff. But this one, the lemur straight touched a button on there and turned the damn thing off. So... That is where our conversation ends with Zoo to You. Unbeknownst to us, I was getting all into it, editing and then found out, oh man, that, that lemur had another had another thing on its mind and it was turning off her microphone. So that's where the Zoo to You um, interview shall end for now until we have them back. I just love when they come back uh, and they bring the exotic animals out. You can go to them. It's now you to Zoo. Their big wild holiday party is Tomorrow, Saturday, go to zoo2u.org, spell it out, zoo2u.org. And if you can't make it out tomorrow, do one of their encounters. They're so much fun. You, you're never going to get closer to a wild animal and not have to drive far, far, far away. You know, like you're not going to San Diego Wild Animal Park or, you know, of course we got the uh, zoo in A-Town. But what they're doing here at Azuda U in Paso is really, really exceptional. And you can get up close and personal. Stay in that safari tent. That sounds like a blast. And thanks so much to Lisa Jackson from Azuda U for being up and at him. All right, coming up next week, lots going on. We're going to talk to Aaron Steed. He is the owner of Meathead Movers. This would have made my lo-fi headlines, but we're going to wait on it till next week. In short, Meathead Movers, been around forever. Uh, they're a moving company that has always, you know, marketed themselves as hiring athlete movers. And they're being sued by the federal government now for age discrimination because all their employees are a student age, the student athlete mover thing. So we're going to get to the bottom of it. I mean, I didn't know that this thing has been going on with Aaron since like 2017, and the federal government said uh, they were investigating him for a while. He was, you know, open to it and cooperating, and then said, "Okay, uh, we're going to fine you 15 million dollars." Like what? 15 million dollars? He's like, "It's just going to straight put me out of business." Is that what you're trying to do? So after he's like, "I can't pay 15 million dollars." Who gets a 15? It's unbelievable. So then the federal government said, "Okay, we're going to sue you," and that is what has just happened. The EOC from what I understand, is suing Meathead Movers. From what I understand, there is no claimant, meaning this lawsuit isn't representing a person who has put their hand up and said, hey, this happened to me. I was discriminated against. So there's a lot to parse through here and sort through. And I'm sure uh, Aaron has uh, a lot to say, and we're going to let him say it here and see what's going on. I know he started a GoFundMe for some legal fees. He's trying to, you know, uh, crowdfund about a half a million bucks. This is not going to, this is going to be a big journey for him. So we're going to have him on the podcast next week. Also, I'd love to bring in kind of a PR expert because this is one of those things where, I mean, here's a business who has done a lot of stuff for victims of domestic violence and now being told like, you know, you're discriminating against people. There's a lot to sort through and this can't be easy for him or any of the employees that are supported by what the company brings in. So we will do that next week among a lot more. We're going to welcome two new supporters Sponsors, advertisers, 
to the show next week, which I'm thrilled about. So lots to celebrate next week and a lot to go through. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Stay dry. Thanks to Dan Curcio, Moonshiner Collective. Follow them wherever you stream your music. Go to moonshinercollective.com. Thank you to Moonshiner Collective for the original music here on the show. Start again. Also, thanks to Full Cup Solutions for technical consideration. There's a brand new episode of Where Wine Takes You, my wine podcast with Paso Wine. It got Anthony Yunt from Denner Vineyards, of course, his own brand with his wife, the Royal Nonsuch Farm, Canero. He makes wines for, gosh, Six Mile Bridge, Rise, just a lot of really bomb brands. Yeah. And Andrew Nelson, dear friend, so good, war room sellers. Both these guys are just so stinking smart and engaging know what they do, love what they do, and it's a brand new episode of Where Wine Takes You that you cannot miss, especially if you love anything about wine or any of my wine content. It's right here on this platform. Wherever you listen to this, you can listen to that. Where Wine Takes You, my podcast with Paso Wine, brand new episode out now. Cheers to you. Have a great weekend. Stay tight. Thank you for being up and out of it. Start again. Let's start again. We'll start again. Let's start again.